We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. DFS OG's back in the house talking everything week seven on FanDuel. I want to thank the sponsor here of the show. Make sure you guys head over to FanDuel.com slash OG to play against us. We came up a little bit short uh, in the entries last week, so we want to pump this thing up. We want to fill that tournament. We will discuss the results from week six uh, and look at the season-long leaderboard. We'll talk more about that uh, as we get into the meat of the show. But I want to bring in my boys here. Notorious head chopper. Noto, let's start with you. Uh, NBA kicked off last night, so uh, you may be the busiest man here uh, in the room uh, getting that already. Big slate of games in the NBA on Wednesday night, but uh, welcome in. We know you're busy, so appreciate you carving out some time here uh, on the OGs. How we doing, buddy? Yeah, doing well. Uh, I'm not going to lie. My NFL research so far is very minimal, but um, I'm excited to do the show this week. And now we say it every year. I really wish the NBA would spread out their schedule a little bit, you know, seven to eight games a night. It would be so much better than two, 11, two. Um, it's just hard from a, from a content standpoint. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to week seven. Uh, definitely ready to bounce back. Pretty disappointing uh, week six for yours truly. Right, and this show has always been kind of all of our initial looks at the slate. Obviously, as you get closer to Sunday and we get ownership and, and we get different leverage points and, and a lot more information injuries, uh, but this is always it, that initial look. And sometimes your first gut gut instinct uh, is the best instinct. So, uh, Chop, let's go to you. How we doing? How was week six? Are you glad the NBA is back? I mean, a lot going on right now in the sports world. It's brutal, man. The NBA coming around <laughs> here in October. This is just... Come on, guys. You got to do better than this, man. It's rough. That's rough, but uh, it is what it is. We got to deal with it. And uh, week six was it was it was going pretty good. It was going good. I thought I was going to snatch a big one. Thought I had a chance there, man. And then all I had to do was fade the Dallas defense in the last two minutes. Oh, so much so. I think I wish you get into this right now. That's good. I, I, I got. I got. I got to call. I got to call. I'm going to call somebody out, not by name, but. You know what? It's a type of person. So I'm doing, I, you know, I was looking up there at the leaderboard, was doing real good with about two minutes left in the Dallas game. Right. I just needed to fade the Dallas defense and CD Lamb, you know, just whatever, two minutes left. It's, uh, there's no way, right? There's no way I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. You get it on the mush? Did somebody mush you? And the, some dude on Twitter. Oh, no. No, offense, no offense, fella. I I'm not going to call you out because I don't know. They be to, to, to berate you. Some guy on Twitter sends me congratulations on the big week, man. And I like with two minutes left in the Dallas game. And I'm like, oh man, I, he, he probably shouldn't have done that. And then, then, I mean, literally like five minutes later, Trayvon Diggs takes a touchdown, then a, a bomb, then a field goal, then overtime CD hits a 30 yard bomb for a touchdown. I literally go from winning a tournament with a nice up top prize to losing money in the tournament on the on the digs basically on the digs thing so guys you just can't do that you gotta wait till the games are final man you just can't do that you got you gotta let the games go final guys come on man did you did you know at that point because at that point you're like oh, i'm i'm screwed here this is like the the ultimate uh jinx on me right now so i i i like to wait even beyond like the scores may change they may update something like I don't ever want to congratulate somebody too early, even after the game's official, where, where something may change. So 
I, I tend to give it a little. I give it like a 12-hour uh, 12 hour resting period at least. So did you know at that moment, Chop, like you, you just – you were screwed? Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this can't end well. You just can't, you just can't do that to it. You just can't do that, man. You just can't do that to somebody. You got – unless – now, there is a such thing, and there's some spiteful people out there who do it on purpose. They're yeah. trying to reverse <laughs> jinx you. They're trying to anti – anti-root for you you know and that's those are the worst kind but i don't think this was the case although you never know but uh yeah you just got to be careful man just if you really if you really if you really do want somebody to win just keep it keep it keep the gun in the holster man so it's all final that's that's all i say right there's definitely some haters out there for sure so hopefully that this guy was not a hater i'm glad he didn't call him out by name but general general uh rules of thumb here let let things settle first so uh, well, good to hear you're close. And generally, when you're close, that means that the big one's coming. I I, I believe I saw you in the top 50 of, of the OGs, Chop. So uh, you, you much better performance than, than we've had so far this season. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I, I need to find a find a little rhythm here, maybe. It's coming. It's, it's the beauty of NFL, man. Once you get on a roll, things can start going. So if you guys are out there listening, YouTube, we want to hear from you. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on the chat, answering your questions. So uh, chat's been great here the last couple of weeks. So let, let's talk it up over there. Again, head over to FanDuel and check out the sponsor of the show. Lots of offerings over at FanDuel. It's not just DFS, sportsbook, horse racing, casino. I mean, there's something there for everybody. And of course, our contest over there, this is designed uh, for you guys. You know, we want to play against you guys, give you the opportunity to play against us. FanDuel.com slash OG. $7 entry. So a price point for everybody. Everybody gets one lineup. So the old single entry contest, everybody loves with season-long implications as well. Uh, you see right there on the leaderboard, very easy. Click the play now button. You can set your lineup. You can reserve a spot, come back and set it later. Uh, and of course, there's a season-long leaderboard as well. Your top 10 scores. So we got 18 weeks of games. This will go the entire regular season. Only your top 10 scores will count. So whether if you've had some rough weeks, if you have not played all the weeks, if you're just getting started here in week seven, still time to jump in uh, and win this thing. Whoever sits atop that leaderboard at the end of the year is going to walk away with $5,000 in additional prizes. So uh, we got that going on. We also have the Roto Grinders badge contest remaining it was close there was quite a few rg badges in the top 10 uh, and we'll recap some of the top scores here later on in the show i uh, saw about four or five badges in the top 10 but top spot did not have the rg badge so that contest and that promotion will continue if you change your icon on fanduel to the roto grinders logo you win one of these weekly contests we're only going to hand this out once so you're the first one to do it you're going to win an entire year of roto grinders premium combo all the sports over a thousand dollars in free uh, free stuff free uh, premium at roto grinder so uh, it doesn't make sense to not do it go ahead and change uh, your your icon over on fandle to roto grinders for a chance at a free year of premium so uh guys anything before we get into the games uh, anything you want to discuss here before we start diving in here on this week seven slate Derek. Yeah, you know, uh, this might be a little late uh, for a strategy talk for the OG contest, but um, I was thinking I'm trying to I'm treating this as like any single entry where uh, I'm eating a lot of chalk, looking to make a few pivots here and there, trying to finish, you know, in the top 10 percent, whatever it is uh, in these tournaments. But only the top 10 scores count. So maybe I should be treating this more like a large field GPP where I'm looking to, you know, finish in the top one percent. Um, if you get five of those, um, you're going to be sitting pretty. So. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, instead of treating this just like a regular small field type of tournament, um, you know, kind of taking a more risky approach? That's been my outlook, a, a Ricky Bobby type approach. Like, I, I you know, I'm either going to be first or last here. And unfortunately, it's been more of the latter. But uh, I, I'm definitely trying to shoot for those, you know, the 160s, 170s, 180s on FanDuel and uh, try to accumulate a few of those and you'll be sitting pretty. So I think that is probably the the approach I prefer rather than the the kind of steady uh, across the board, but uh, chop agree, disagree. Uh, how are you handling this tournament? I usually make uh, like three lineups on FanDuel by hand on Sunday morning and enter them in GPPs. I, I don't really play cash anymore. Very, very, very rarely. So it's all GPPs for me. And they are, this lineup will go on one of those lineups. This contest will go on one of those GPP lineups. So, but I think that's kind of a, the beauty of this one is it can be anything. If you want to grind out cash finishes, it's a pretty good payout structure week by week. 
you want to chase that big money at the end, then you can go more GPP outlook. So hey, you can do a lot of different things with it. Yeah, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, and that's the beauty of this. And there's not many not many tournaments out there that, that are weekly along with a season-long leaderboard. So, again, head over to FanDuel.com slash OG. We'll call out the top five performers uh, from week six here as we move along. And, again, uh, chat, we want to hear from you. You guys got questions you want answered. Uh, we are here to help you out uh, through week seven. So let's go through the games here, guys. Again, we'll cover the main slate. Uh, as always, we got an ugly Thursday night game. Uh, with Cleveland and Denver, so glad we're avoiding that one. So let's jump in. Our uh, first game on the docket, we have Washington at Green Bay. Green Bay minus eight and a half here. Pretty high total uh, at 49. So, Chop, we'll start with you this week. Uh, Washington, uh, obviously a big disappointment last week. Uh, Taylor Heineke, McLaurin, all, I thought they were in a smash spot against Kansas City. They let us down. Ricky Seals-Jones uh, continues to play well, but injury is really the story here. Uh, as of this recording, no practice on Wednesday for Antonio Gibson, McLaurin, Samuel, or Ricky Seals-Jones. So certainly a team we're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, Green Bay, big win on the road in Chicago last week. Uh, usual suspects there. I, I think Devontae Adams uh, in an amazing spot here this week. In fact, he's probably my favorite spend uh, at any position this week. Washington been terrible uh, against opposing passing games. So uh, Chop, how are you handling this one? Big total, big spread here. Obviously, the injuries are, are tough to to kind of work through here on a Wednesday. But uh, what do you got here, football team and the Packers? Well, I think the Packers are pretty easy every single week. They've got a big three, and they're always going to be in play, and they're very rarely going to be out of play. So the big three, and then after that, like I just never do get into trying to guess Alan Lazard game or a Marquez Valdez Scanlon game. So. I don't mess with anybody else except for the big three, in which case this week, I, I love that combination of Rodgers to Adams, like, like you said. And, uh, and just when you think it's going to be them, though, Aaron Jones could sneak in there for like a three-touchdown game. So that's why they're all three in play. But I do like that passing attack there for Rodgers to, uh, to Adams this week. On the flip side, on Washington, I uh, really got burned by Heineke last week. He was just – felt like a really good game, game script was going to come, and he just – he was terrible. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, Terry McLaren, who's not healthy. And that's their number one guy and the biggest threat. And obviously it would help to have the other guy, you know, Curtis Samuel and all those other guys back and uh, Logan, Logan Thomas. But Terry McLaren is what makes this offense go. And when he's not healthy, everybody suffers. So I don't know about them this week, man. He was a, that was a nut low performance from Heineke last week. I don't know how much better they can be on the road at Green Bay, who's not a bad defense. So, I'm a little leery of that, but all together, give me the, give me the number on this game again. I need to know what my final number is. I'm looking at here. We have Green Bay minus eight and a half, and the total is sitting at forty nine. Forty nine, Green Bay. I think Green Bay. Okay, I'll play this game right here. I'll play the game where I know Aaron Rodgers is going to score a lot of points here. This offense, and I'll take. Although I won't roster Heineke in DFS, I'll kind of hedge it and think. If he has a decent game, this game's going to go over. So I'll hedge it, and I'll take the over on this game, even though I won't have the Washington side very much in DFS. I want the over on this game. All right, I'm pretty much with you in DFS. For me, it's going to be a lot of Adams. Uh, Aaron Jones makes me a little nervous here. Washington definitely been more vulnerable against the pass. I agree on, on some of those secondary receivers, you know, Cobb and Lazard. I'm not I'm not going to mess with any of that. Uh, sneaky play on Washington could be McKissick uh, on DraftKings more so. Uh, in a PPR format, especially if Gibson's banged up or misses this game. Uh, they're likely playing from behind, so he could kind of fill uh, a big pass-catching role on this team. I'm going to disagree, though. I'm going to go under uh, on this 49. The number seems a little bit too high here. Uh, Green Bay can get into some of these ugly games uh, as well, uh, and I don't know how much offense this Washington team is going to be able to muster up. So uh, opposite ends for us, Chop. I'll, I'll go under here. Noto, let's go to you here. So we're, we're kind of on opposite ends here, but we're pretty much on the same page uh, with DFS. So agree with that. Uh, you seeing anything uh, on the Washington side uh, of interest here in this one? Uh, I'm going to be watching the injury report for sure. Um, I do have a little bit more interest in Washington, assuming McLaurin uh, is able to play. I mean, I know he's been banged up, but he did have a full allotment of snaps last week. Still saw eight targets and no Jair Alexander for the Packers. So if they are trailing, if he's going to get a bunch of garbage time production, I don't mind that. Uh, the price point's pretty good. 
I like the McKissick call on DraftKings. He ended up out snapping Gibson uh, last week. And then Ricky Sills Jones, I mean, he's turned into pretty much an every down player. Pretty good matchup for him as well. Um, he's one of those guys that if you're putting a tight end, I don't mind uh, going back to him. He got that long touchdown last week. So I have a little bit more interest in Washington. Probably not going to play Heineke, though. Um, and in general, when you're not playing the quarterback, you probably shouldn't be loading up on the wideouts. But um, I have a little interest there. I agree with you guys on the Packers. I mean, Washington dead last in fantasy points allowed two wide receivers. Um, so, yeah, give me Adams. And uh, it's kind of a squeaky wheel game for him, too. Only had five targets last week. So agree with that. And I'm going to take the Packers. I just think they're a much better football team at this point. All right, Green Bay for Noto. And Adams has been so good at home as well. I, I looked up to the start of last season, and, and this guy scored like 12 touchdowns in his last 11 games. Uh, he basically gets double-digit targets every single time he's at home uh, and six or more receptions in 10 straight. So uh, I know people don't like those home road splits, but uh, he definitely is a, a better option at home. Not to say he's bad on the road, but uh, certainly gets it done at Lambeau. So uh bullpen bets in the chat says washington so we're all over the board on this one and over and under a green bay in washington so we're, we're covering all aspects uh, and then lawyer stories uh been around for a long time big supporter uh, of my six-pack videos so i got to give him a shout out i appreciate you hanging out here with the ogs on a wednesday afternoon all right let's go to the next game guys uh carolina and the giants we have carolina minus three here on the road Derek. Uh, a small total at 43 so carolina disappointing last week i had a money line bet on them uh looks like they were in the game end up coming up short uh, in overtime to minnesota uh, and then we have the giants another team uh very much injuries are, are the stories here so uh looks like no saquon once again this week galladay banged up uh so this team kind of in shambles as well Derek, kind of ugly here i i really like chuba hubbard in, in this game is it's kind of the one shining star here he's getting a ton of work in that backfield still feels too cheap uh, across the injury uh, across the industry 6100 uh, on DraftKings so a big fan of Chuba Hubbard outside of that I'll, I'll probably stay away from this one so what do you got here Caroline and the Giants yeah I think um same route as you I like Chuba a little bit uh 65 percent snap rate back-to-back -back weeks um you know they no longer I think they cut Rodney Smith or demoted him something like that so uh, he's no longer losing that pass catching work um their favorites here the Giants have struggled against the run and the pass don't mind going back to DJ Moore in tournaments. He still saw 13 targets last week, so he's still getting the bulk of the work there. Um, and he's kind of due for that big week. Uh, a couple of back-to-back, -back, you know, poor performances. Uh, we did see Anderson get on the board, but I still trust uh, the targets that are going towards DJ Moore. And on the Giants side, yeah, it's pretty ugly. I mean, Booker's fine if you need a really cheap running back. He's probably going to see the, the majority of snaps there. But um, Carolina, seventh in DVOA against the run. So not a great matchup. And too many guys, you know, just getting targets in the passing game right now. So agree with you. Not a lot to like from a DFS perspective. And I'm going to take the under. I'm going to go over on this one. It's just the number feels a tad low. I don't like a ton from DFS. And generally when you're going and over, you think you'd have more plays out of the game. But I think both of these teams can definitely, you know, get 20, 24 points and kind of get by this number. So I'm going to go other side of that one. I'm going to go over, chop, break the tie here, add a spread bet, uh, kind of ugly DFS. Uh, my question, Chuba Hubbard, yes or no this week? I think Hubbard's in play. He's getting a little bit better every week. So I think Hubbard's in play, and I think DJ Moore's in play. And uh, the rest of this game looks pretty ugly for, for DFS. Giants were – they were really bad last week. Some of it was because they faced a really good defense, but, man, they were terrible. So don't know if that's a route I want to I wanna hang my lineups on is the Giants side. So I'm, I'm in for Hubbard. I'm in for DJ Moore. And on the flip side, I'm just not feeling the Giants very much. And I know this is such a sucker bet, man. You just you just don't take uh, favorites on the road. You just can't do it. But I I just can't go. I can't go Giants. Right. I like. I think they're they're really bad right now. So I got to take Carolina. Something tells something inside me believes in Carolina. I think they're a, 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 actually a decent team. So I'm gonna play them here minus minus the points. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I still believe in them as well. I still think they have a good defense. Uh, DJ Moore, a couple down weeks. Uh, I was expecting a bounce back last week, so maybe it comes this week. Uh, Robbie is getting more targets. Again, I like Hubbard. We've seen good Sam Darnold going back to New York. Uh, we'll see if he sees ghosts here uh, against uh, the Giants uh, in that in that stadium he's all too familiar with. But 
Uh, kind of an ugly game. Let's transition to one that should have a lot more fireworks, guys. Kansas City uh, in Tennessee, huge total here. In fact, highest total I think we've gotten uh, all season long at 57 and a half. Kansas City sitting at minus five and a half. So, uh, Chop, we'll stay with you here. Uh, Tennessee was impressive uh, behind Derrick Henry, getting it done once again in a tough matchup. Uh, I faded him on Monday nights. You know how my showdown slates went uh, that night. Uh, huge night for the big dog. Uh, Kansas City, big win in Washington. So it looks like they're back on track here. Uh, so this is one of those games, Chop. Everybody's in play. We know the, you know the characters on Kansas City. Darrell Williams was even good last week. Uh, Derrick Henry is always in play here. Uh, those receivers for Tennessee, Tannehill, is that a way we can get different in this game? Yeah, you know what? I think I think you just I think you just hit it. I just think you hit the the key to this game is uh looking at Kansas City and Tennessee's at home and everybody'll want that Derrick Henry again after, especially after that game and so he'll be wildly popular and uh, uh thus Tannehill and his receivers will kind of be a little bit under on so I'm with you on that one. I actually think this could be the A.J. Brown game, breakout game. He's getting a little bit healthier. And uh, Julio's banged up again. So I think A.J. Brown's about about ready to erupt. So I like that part of it. On the other side, Kansas City, they're all in play again. The big three, Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek in play every week. And uh, I think we can add Darrell Williams now to like one of these just solidified as one of the better backs in fantasy until – Clyde Edwards Hilaire comes back. Anybody in this offense that's at running back getting 72% of the snaps, which is what he got last week, is in play because they anybody can score multiple touchdowns in that spot. Like <laughs> Clyde Edwards Hilaire had so many opportunities in his short career to score like two or three touchdowns a game. And he just always blew him. He always got stuffed. Darrell Williams didn't get stuffed. So I'm starting to think maybe it's more of a problem with CEH than it is with the actual offensive line or anything. So Darrell Williams in play. Big total here. I wish it was a little lower because I'd love to go uh, over on this game, but that's so big. I don't think I could do that. Oh, man. And then they're throwing a big number out at us too, man. So I just got to bite the bullet here. Oh, man, I'm going to have to do it. Second game in a row, I'm going to have to take a road favorite. I'm, 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 I'm buried this week. I'm already buried this week, and I can't even get out of it. But I, I can't go Titans coming off a short week. I got to go Kansas City. I'm gonna. Uh, just, I'm just disagreeing with everything you say. It, it feels weird. one of us is gonna be right, one of us is gonna be wrong. I'm gonna go with Tennessee here, and I have those same concerns. Short week, no doubt. Uh, but and maybe that win against Buffalo took everything out of them. But Kansas City never covers the damn spread. I mean, they're like two and fourteen or something crazy here. So I think the Titans can keep this game close. They definitely have the potential to win this game, kind of getting everything uh, back on track. And again, I, I think Tannehill to, to Brown. We'll see the health of Julio run it back with a Daryl Williams is kind of a way to get different uh, in this game. And maybe it's a hot take. I, I don't think there's a huge drop off from CEH to Daryl Williams. I mean, he, he's great in pass protection catch the ball in the backfield. The touchdown upside is there just playing in this offense. And I think those are going to be your lower own guys. Williams will have some steam from last week, but nobody wants to play AJ Brown here, Derek. So Agree with that, disagree, and then settle the tie here, or are you going to go a total here to just throw things all over the place? Uh, what do you got in this one? Yeah, right off the bat. Am I saying this right? Derrick Henry's $11,000 on FanDuel? Uh, let me go uh, Let me go check that out. I mean, that price is absolutely wild. <laughs> yeah, he's wild. in on, on Wow. That's good, though. That's good. We don't, good. We don't, we don't want to. It's good, but I mean, you look at his numbers, 35, 31, 25, 18, 45 fantasy points. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this guy is just crushing week in and week out. It's obviously a good matchup against the Chiefs. Uh, I don't know if I can pay that much, but from what we've seen, they haven't gone away from him, even when they've gotten down pretty big this season. So uh, if he's going to get 30 more touches, uh, you never know. So maybe keep him in your player pool, uh, especially for tournaments. But um, I kind of agree with you guys. I like the passing game a little bit. Don't mind taking a shot on Tannehill, Brown, Jones. Uh, they are all fine with me, Casey. Bottom two against the pass, bottom two against the run. So they should be able to put up points at home, even on the short week. And then the Chiefs, we know what to expect. I mean, it's Mahomes, Kelsey, and Tyreek. And then, uh, yeah, Daryl Williams, I didn't play him last week. I'm a little bit bummed that I didn't. Ended up playing 72% of the snaps. And like Chad mentioned, he scored the touchdowns. That's kind of what I was worried about. I thought they would all come through the air. So um, certainly in play at his price point right now, he's kind of popping as uh, the number one point per dollar option uh, in our projections. So I like everybody in this game. And for that reason, just give me the over.
All right, over. So nothing on the parlay card yet. Uh, we are all over the board. So we'll see oh. if we can uh, come Speaking together. Speaking of last week's parlay card. Oh, boy. <laughs> we're not, we're not. Last week was a disaster, by the way. Uh, all of us. I, I was going through my picks and I'm like, man, I, I'm buried this week. And then I started doing your guys and nobody getting ground is all I'll say. So we'll update that here uh, momentarily. But uh, let's move on to our next game. Uh, Atlanta and Miami, Atlanta minus two and a half here. And this one has seen a lot of line movement. Miami started out as a favorite. Uh, now it's swung over to the Atlanta side, a total of 47 and a half here, Derek. So uh, Miami coming back home. Uh, you're feeling good. I know Jacksonville gets their first win uh, in their home stadium over there in London, uh, Atlanta. Are they coming off a bye? I believe. Yeah. Coming off a bye. So uh interesting game here looks like weather may be an issue i know it's early in the week but i'm seeing some red there uh, on our roto grinders page so uh, what do we got in this game Derek? atlanta and the dolphins yeah these are two teams that i don't love to target really but um it's a good matchup for miami they're playing at home um you can maybe go to mike Jasicki or Devonte parker uh still don't trust the running backs here i know gaskin had a big game a couple weeks ago but um yeah there's enough running back plays that i don't really need to take the risk with him. And then uh, Atlanta, I mean, Cordero Patterson just continues to score each and every week. Uh, he was up to 59% snap rate uh, before the buy. So, I mean, they're trying to work him in there, but I mean, we were paying a super premium for him and it's just, it's just hard to do. I mean, eventually he's not going to score a touchdown every, every five touches or whatever it is right now. So I'll be off of him. Um, I'll go to Ridley. Uh, I know he was uh, a little bit banged up and ended up missing the game in London. So should be well rested. It's a good price point. We're waiting for that breakout game. Um, I know a lot of people will be scared off by the secondary for Miami, but I believe Xavier Howard ended up missing last week's game. So that's something Correct. to keep an eye on uh, throughout the week. And and then Pitts finally had the good game. So uh, maybe it's finally time for him to uh, get going a little bit. As far as the my pick, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a strong take. So I'll just take the points with the home team. All right, I'm, man, has there been a more disappointing team than Miami? I mean, I, I really thought that they were going to take the next step here. And I know they've dealt with some injuries uh, with Tua in and out of the lineup. Xavier Howard, like you mentioned, did miss that game last week. But, man, they just look bad, Chop. I mean, Miles Gaskin was a, was a wasted draft pick in, in the, the so-called running back dead zone that, that's living up to its name uh, in season-long drafts. Um, Cordero Patterson, do we ever see the day that he'd be this this expensive across the industry? I believe he's 8K on FanDuel. So this one's a weird one. I, I'm just going to go under uh, on this game. I, I, I don't have a ton. I do like Ridley to bounce back here. I don't hate Pitts as we don't have a lot of tight end options. Uh, Jalen Waddle, we saw get a ton of targets uh, with Tua back in the lineup. So he could be interesting uh, as a cheap dart. But uh, give me the under in this one, Chop, and not a ton of interest here outside of those names I just gave. So. Uh, where are you at on this one, Falcons and Dolphins? I think this is a big game for Calvin Ridley. I like I like that side of it. And uh, Miami is, eh, I think any of, I think I think the bye week is going to do them really well. So I expect Tua to have a pretty good game here, and that means Waddle or whoever's healthy, Jacecki. If Parker's in there and healthy, that's fine. But I think Tua has a nice bounce back game, and I don't mind stacking that one up. Uh, Tua and a target and run it back with Ridley. I think Ridley's the guy, although Pitts did look good, but Ridley, is, this will be 21 days when he steps on the field, 21 days off from his last football game. So he's had plenty of time to rest up, heal, get right. I feel like guys like that, I always like to look at the guys like that. They're a little, they're a little bit ahead of the curve. So uh, for this pick here, I think that I just, I keep losing on Miami. I gotta, I gotta ride the train. Eventually they'll cover a spread here and, and I'll, I'll, I'll get something back, so give me Miami. All right. I think that's the first one. You even have two of us on the same line, so we're, we're getting there. We'll eventually, we're going to find one that, that we agree on, both you guys on Miami, uh, and I'm on the under. All right, next game, Jets and New England. We have Patriots minus seven here at home, uh, an ugly low total here, chop 42 and a half. Uh, New England you know, they almost had that game against Dallas, uh, scored a lot more points in that game than I was expecting. Uh, you know, Mac Jones, pretty much just a game manager. I don't see a huge upside there. Uh, Damian Harris was solid. Ramondre Stevenson uh, got involved here. So I think he's intriguing. Uh, is he intriguing enough to play in DFS? Other side, the Jets, it's just ugly. Uh, it's tough to find anything to like on that side of the ball, Chop. What do you got here, Patriots and Jets? 
Yeah, very, very boring offenses here. Bad fantasy game. Stevenson, I'm, I'm glad he's getting some snaps and a little bit of action, but it's not enough right now just yet. Even though I think he's the more the more talented running back here and he should, he should get some more action, but he's just not. And uh, outside of that one long touchdown, I can't believe that happened, by the way. That, that, that really helped to bury me. Mac Jones hasn't done anything all year, and all of a sudden he hits for an 80-yard bomb <laughs> to uh, Kendrick Bourne. It's incredible stuff. It just, you, can't write, you can't write this stuff. It's so crazy. But uh, that's just a boring offense. Don't want any part of that. People keep going back to the Jacoby Myers. Maybe I guess he's a, maybe a cash game play for people. I don't I don't play cash, but I just can't go there in tournament. I don't see any upside on Myers in tournaments. So I'm out on that offense. The Jets, I'm definitely out on that offense this week. Uh Wow. Spread. I really, I really want to say New England's playing better, man. They, they competed with Tampa, you know, that's a tough match. They competed with Dallas real hard and now they get the Jets at home. So it should be a New England game, but I'm going to take the under here because I I can't trust a big seven point spread with Mac Jones as managing my game. So I'm taking the under here. Yeah, Derek, this one is, is just ugly, and Chop laid it out pretty well. Jacoby Myers finally scores, and they call it back, so this dude's never going <laughs> to score a touchdown. So I agree. that It's just uh, more so on DraftKings just to try to get the, the PPR, I guess, with him. Uh, but you're right, Chop. There's not a ton of upside. He's been good, no doubt, but I, I don't think he's helping you win a tournament. I, I guess Hunter Henry, Derek, is pretty intriguing. Uh, kind of taking over but between him and Johnu as far as snaps, production, uh, finding the end zone, but – uh, all in all, this one's ugly. I'm going to take New England minus a seven here. I think they control this game. Their defense is good enough to to fluster uh, Zach Wilson and his Jets offense. So New England minus seven for me and really DFS. I'm pretty much hands off here, Derek. Any more optimism here in this game? Uh, I have even less optimism than you guys. Full faith for me uh, <laughs> for, from a DFS standpoint. Give me all the Patriots defense in this one. And, uh, you know, we saw what they did to Zach Wilson in week one. I think they ended up winning 25 to six. We know Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. It just has an outstanding record. So give me their defense and give me the Pats uh, to cover this spread pretty easily. All right. The first time I'm not on an island here this week. So welcome, Derek. Uh, Next game. Let's get out of this one. That one's ugly. Uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. The next game, uh, Baltimore minus six over under sitting at 47. Uh, both teams coming off impressive victories. Cincinnati goes into Detroit and uh, hands our, our one thing we agreed on last week and uh, flushes it down the toilet, uh, puts a pounding there on Detroit 34 to 11. Uh, Baltimore with a convincing win uh, at home against the Chargers 34 to 6. So, Derek, two teams riding high here. Uh, something's got to give in division. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, when it came to the Lions and Bengals last week, I went to put my own money on the Lions, and I'm like, wait, do I really want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did it anyway because, uh, you know, it was uh, the only one we agreed on. But uh, that clearly backfired. As far as this game goes, I mean, Jamar Chase just continues to crush. T. Higgins, I mean, continues to rate out in projection models. Um, and sometimes you just got to chase the production. I mean, at this point, uh, it's hard not to go uh, look at Chase. Um, still a pretty good price point around the industry. Uh, Baltimore's secondary isn't what it used to be. They've lost a couple key guys uh, back there. So you can attack them downfield. I'll still have a couple shares of Higgins here and there. Uh, Mixon looked pretty good last week. He was getting a lot of targets as well. So if it's a game where they're going to be trailing, I like Burrow. I like Mixon. I like Chase. Uh, all those guys. Um, the problem is they just don't want Burrow to go back and throw it 40 times a game. But um, the efficiency can still be there, and this might be the week that they have to let him loose um, if they want to win this division game. So I like a lot there. Ravens, pretty easy. I mean, Lamar, a great play each and every week. Got a little unlucky. I think the running back scored three touchdowns or something like that last week. Um, just the old, dusty running backs were all getting in the end zone for Baltimore last week. But give me Lamar to bounce back. Uh, I like pairing him up with Brown or Andrews, and um, they're passing enough that you could even do a double stack with him. We wouldn't be able to do that uh, in years past, but he's been so good this year through the air that um, you can finally do it. And I will take, ah, man, I I think that total looks a little low, so give me the over. Yeah, there was nothing more frustrating than than owning Lamar last week, and like I said, all all the dusty-ass running backs uh, keep scoring touchdowns, so uh, frustrating for sure. Uh, I really like uh, Joe Mixon in this one. I, I know generally we don't want to take running backs against Baltimore. I think part of that is is just thinking back over the years, but I liked what I saw last week. Uh, he's heavily involved. Uh, I know Evans got the touchdown last week, but 
Uh, Mixon still feels a little bit too cheap in this one. And I want to go back to Lamar. I'm interested to see where the ownership lands. He was very popular last week. Uh, does it, does it, do people have that bad taste in their mouth? You know, the, the audience is much smarter uh, these days. So I don't think you have as much recency bias, but uh, like you said, Derek, uh, maybe a Lamar paired uh, with Hollywood and Andrews, even a Bateman uh, got in on some of the action. I think he's a cheap option uh, and run it back with a mix in uh, or a chase. I like that call as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati here though. I, I, I think the Bengals have shown that they can be competitive with very good teams. This is a divisional game. Uh, I think there's some recency bias as far as Baltimore's performance last week uh, baked into this line, but it started to come down a little bit. It was six and a half down to six now. So uh, give me the Bengals plus the points here. So once again, chop, we're all over the board uh, in the betting market. We're all trying to position ourselves here in our little competition and uh, not agreeing on much here, which is, is, is good. But uh, where do you come out here? We got an over, we got a Cincy bet, uh, agree, disagree, Bengals, Ravens. What do you got? Yeah, for DFS, I, I think you guys nailed it pretty much spot on. And uh, it's not much more I need to go into that. I, I keep thinking Baltimore is is not as good as the record indicates in it. And then somehow last week they go in and they just absolutely destroy Sandy, uh, the L.A. Chargers. So it's just nuts how that works. I, 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 don't, I don't know how that happened. And I would love nothing better than to bet against Baltimore this weekend, but – you got this Bengals team, another road game, you know, got to go on the road again. Uh, all that traveling, Baltimore's chilling at home again. So, man, they should they should be able to do something here. But I, I don't want to play that because I just don't think they're as good. So, I guess with all that being said, I do like the passing on both sides enough to where let's take the over here. Why not? All right, a couple overs. So, man, you guys are uh, you're setting yourself up here. It's going to be a, a good week, bad week, and this will be interesting. This is where we're going to start to see uh, some separation in our picks. But uh, I want to catch up on the chat here. Uh, Marcus Murphy, appreciate the shout-outs. This is the OG's pod, a weekly must-listen. Keep up the good work, gents. So we appreciate that, Marcus. Uh, Shlomo says, what's up, guys? Got fourth last week, so love to see it. Uh, said no idea why you played Javante Williams over Khalil Herbert. Uh, costs 4K plus first in the contest. So, hey, new week over at FanDuel.com slash OG. Uh, go and reserve your entry today. And, Chop, we, we had a question for you. Living with Damron wants to know if we can call field goals banging Ooh. threes so that you can make a joke or two about colleagues and their sexual wins. So what do you got there with, with some banging threes? On We don't talk many field goals here on, on the show. I mean – Everyone loves a good sexual innuendo chop. So can we can we make this work here? I mean, you could, but that particular joke and who it was directed at is off the table now because that guy got married. So we can't be messing around. Nope, talking like that anymore. But yeah, go for it. Bang, bang, bang some threes, man. Banging some threes. We call that a. We got to. <laughs> we have to change up. It's no longer called a blank blank. We'll call when you bang a three. We'll call that a Dino. We'll call that a Dean. There you go. No, nothing but <laughs> good old Dean. We love Dean, man. We really do. So we need to check the standings and see if he's moved up or, been, or up or down. Yeah, why don't we do that right now, Chop? Why don't you fire that up and I'll pull up the last week's contest. So week six, we'll give a shout out as we do each and every week to our top five finishers. Uh so in fifth place last week, we had <laughs> we had what you got, Chop? You just always love to open up a scoreboard and see a good urinal cakes at, in second place. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that come was, on, you your name needs to represent you, man. Come on. Now. I mean, that's solid, though. That's, <laughs> I saw the same when I looked at it earlier. I, I literally laughed when, when I saw that. So we'll get to urinal cakes here in a minute. Almost took down the, the free year of Roto-Grinders Premium uh, in second place. But fifth place, we had Pokey, uh, 162.38. So solid score there. Survived the, the down game uh, from Lamar Jackson. Some big scores from CeeDee Lamb, Daryl Williams, Jonathan Taylor, and Joe Mixon. Uh, in that lineup, so congrats to him. Shlomo, like we just talked about, uh, let's take a look at their lineup. Had a Mahomes, Tyreek stack going on, ran it back. But Ricky Seals-Jones, big game from Cooper Cup, Joe Mixon, uh, a down game from Amonra St. Brown. I know he was pretty pretty high on last week, uh, 14%. He disappointed, but solid lineup there, 163. Uh, and mentioned Javante Williams, just eight points in that lineup. So I see what you were doing. Though. I, had some, I had some Javante as well, thinking Gordon was banged up. Uh, so a solid lineup there. Third place went to D Montgomery. 
rocking the Michigan State logo. Got, got to change that into an RG logo. But uh, he had the Dak CD Lamb combination very low on 1%, 1.6% on Dak and just 5% uh, on CD Lamb. Also had Joe Mixon in that lineup, Cooper Cup, uh, and survived the down game from Kareem Hunt. Uh, but good for third place. The aforementioned Urinal Cakes 88 rocking the RG badge, second place in this tournament. 170.84. Uh, Matthew Stafford in that lineup in Cooper Cup. So the solid combination there. Daryl Williams in this lineup. Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon. So seeing a lot of the same uh, faces here. But first place went to, let's see, Babalu Buford, 177.34. So won this thing by almost seven points behind Joe Burrow, Mixon, and Chase. So the old triple stack there of the Cincinnati Bengals. Also had Cooper Cup. Uh, Daryl Williams and Jonathan Taylor, uh, big performers in that lineup. So uh, congrats to Babalu Buford on winning this one. Chop, where do we stand season long? Uh, who's who's running away with this thing? You see any familiar names there uh, in the top 10, 20 or so? What do we got uh, on this season long leaderboard? Yeah, there's a, no, it's a, it's tight. It's going to be tight here. Uh, I, you know, with all the scores dropped, these things change every week, but uh you know, the guys who are up top right now, they, they've done well, but they've played every week and and they're getting it done. So you can definitely still make up ground for sure, make up ground. So you got that. The the first one that jumps out to me was we got our boy Yisman in the top 20 here. All Yisman's right. a big, big Discord guy, and he, he he's always tuned into the, the shows we do. So we appreciate Yisman up there. I see Noto's, Noto's still up in, um, I want to say, like 46 or some, something along those lines. Noto's still, yeah, 46. He's hanging in there. Dean moved down. Dean's down to, I think, 66. But DB's in 58th place. So those guys are all on the front page here. You got to give them credit for that. They're hanging hanging tough. I don't uh, I don't think I moved up enough to be on, on any front page news here. So well, that's something we got to work on this week. Maybe this it, week is the week. Yeah, we'll, we'll be moving on up, Chop. I feel a, a run coming on for both of us here. So, uh, you know, it goes to show. Everyone has their, their tough weeks. Uh, we are not immune to that either. So, uh, but you just keep plugging away. Trust the process. Uh, and I think we're getting there uh, slowly but surely. Now, uh, the picks I mentioned, we, we got to cover it because we can't hide from when we make mistakes. And again, I, I'm going through my picks and we made 10 picks last week and I only got three right, and I was like, oh, there, there goes my lead. But guess what? We all had three correct last week. So uh, nobody oh, gained man. any ground here uh, in our competition. So the standings uh, remain the same. Chop sitting at 33, Noto at 34, and I am at 35. So somehow maintain my lead through a through a three and seven week. So uh, hoping well, for a better performance here this week. I, I know, I know that I was sitting there in the afternoon, and I know what I bet. And uh, I had all the unders in those afternoon games, man. And I'm watching, and they're, they're all just shootouts. And it's Dallas, New England, Denver, and and Las Vegas, and they're all just shooting out. And I don't even know how it's shooting out, but I was I shot an over in the afternoon, man. That's for sure. <laughs> well, we're gonna get into afternoon games here, and then the tale of this is we got one close game, but a lot of big spreads uh, coming up that we're gonna talk about. So four games left here. You're listening to the DFS uh, OGs podcast presented by Fandle. Make sure you guys go and enter our season-long or season-long single-entry competition at Fandle.com slash OG. Only 500 spots available, uh, and we appreciate all of your guys' support. All right, let's move on to our next one. I mentioned one competitive game here uh, potentially in the afternoon. That's Philadelphia and the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas, small three-point favorites here. Uh, total up to 49 here. So, Chop, let's stay with you in this one. Uh, the Raiders, like you mentioned, uh, kind of a shootout there uh, with Denver last week. Uh, Philadelphia, this looks to be a good spot for them as well. I mean, Jalen Hurts just continues to get it done each and every week. We saw Zach Hurts shipped off. Uh, I really like Dallas Goddard. If he's back in that lineup, Vegas has struggled uh, with tight end. So we'll see if he's able to get activated uh, from that COVID list. But uh, this is a game I think there's a lot in play here on both sides. I think even a Josh Jacobs could be in play. Uh, we've seen Kenyon Drake get more involved in this offense. So, uh, Chop, this feels like a stackable game. Am, am I am I giving too much credit to this one, or, or you have the same level of interest here? No, it feels good on paper. It feels good on paper with these guys. You, you said Jalen Hurts. I, I, I pull up his profile, and the salaries are fine this week on him. There may not be a better cash game quarterback. I don't play cash games, but, my God, he has never – he has, 
He has never flopped as a starter in the NFL so far. His team's not good enough to get out ahead so that they're just nursing the clock in the fourth quarter. They're usually playing catch up and he's got the rush. He's got like, he clicks every single box on cash game quarterback. So he's always in play. Unfortunately for this team, the, the running backs are never in play. They're just not, they just don't get it to him enough in a good spot. So, but you could pair him. I don't, I personally don't think you have to stack Jalen Hurts, but if you did, you know, he's got some, Devontae Smith is fine. I still believe Quez Watkins is okay. And, and go dare. Now that uh, we forgot to, I don't think we mentioned it, that Zach Ertz is gone now. He got traded. That's that's a an oddity to see a, st- a starting wide receiver or tight end traded midseason. You just don't don't see that usually. So they got rid of him, opened it up for Dallas Godair. Maybe he busts out now. And for the Raiders, give them credit, man. I thought they were going to totally collapse last week after the Gruden thing and, and all that they've been through. But uh, they went out and, and put it on Denver on the road. So Got a lot of respect for that team. I don't. I would. I hate. I hate to bet against them and stuff. So, uh, Derek Carr just steady, steady as a rock with his passing. Henry Ruggs looks like he's taking a step up his second year. Don't mind him. Darren Waller, the biggest fraudulent star tight end out there, right? Like, oh damn! I mean, he gets all he gets all kinds of credit for being like a the next. He's the next closest thing to Kelsey. Next, and I like he never gets there for me. Maybe in that week one he was he was good, but I've never seen him get there other than you know a few games a year. So I don't know, man. I may have to just start calling a spade a spade here, man. He's a he might be a fraudulent guy. So, but you know they're all in play. It looks like a good game. With that being said, you know I just I can't go over in the afternoon again, man. I got to hit something this week in the afternoon. Jesus, come on, give me something. So uh, I took all unders last week in the afternoon. Every game went over. There's no way, right? There's no way they all go over again. So give me the under again. Give me the under in this game. All right. I, I mean, Darren, well, I get it. But to call the guy out and, and call him a fraud, man, that, that that's a little that's a little hot take-ish there, Chop. So I, I think this is a good bounce-back spot for him. Philly not been great against tight ends. Derek, I really like Josh Jacobs here. Please talk me off the ledge. I mean, he, he's been okay. We haven't seen a massive game out of him. The yards per carry have been terrible, but four games, four touchdowns. Philadelphia has been terrible uh, against running backs. So uh, is, is what do you think on Josh Jacobs here? Do you agree on Darren Waller? Uh, thoughts on Jalen Hurts? I mean, there's a lot going on in this game, Derek. Yeah, really good game uh, to target from a DFS perspective. Jacobs, at least 63% snap rate in three straight games. So I like that. Um, I like the matchup. Philly, bottom seven in uh, DVOA against the run. They give up a lot of fantasy points to running backs as well. So, yeah, uh, I never play Jacobs, but this is one of the weeks that I might actually consider him. Um, Unlike Chop, I think Waller's just fine. I mean, he continues to get a lot of targets, um, and he gives you a high floor. That's kind of rare at the tight end position. And Philly has struggled to cover tight ends on a point-per-dollar basis, though. Give me the other tight end. Give me Dallas Goddard. I'm assuming he is active uh, for all the reasons you guys mentioned. Uh, with Zach Ertz no longer with the team, it's a good matchup. And, yeah, to Chop's point, I mean, Jalen Hurts, at least 20 fantasy points in every single game um, that he's played, you know, all four quarters. I think they pulled him early in week 17 or something uh, last year. But 20-point um, floor, I mean, that's pretty incredible. So, uh, I love the price point on him, and I uh, like pairing him up with Goddard and bringing him back with Waller and Jacobs. I don't know what to do. I mean, anytime I bet for or against the Raiders, the opposite happens. Uh, when I think they're going to flop, they uh, end up playing well, and they are favored here. So I'll just go against them and take the Eagles. All right, that makes my bet easy since you never get the Raiders right. Uh, yeah. I'll go with the. I was going to go Raiders anyway. Perfect. Uh, and I see what Chop's doing here. He, he's he's trying to pine Darren Waller so he can play him in DFS, and, and he has a huge – just say he sucks. And, and I didn't terrible. say don't play, Darren. Oh, you're right. Fraud. I didn't say don't play. He's a fraud. So, you know, now he's going to come out with, with 30 points, and, and Chop will have him in that million-dollar lineup this week. <laughs> we'll, we'll replay the tape when it happens. Yep. No, yeah, I didn't say don't play him. I just said maybe he's a maybe he's a fraud. Huh? I didn't even say he's for sure uh, a fraud. He's maybe softening your stance there, Chop. But I, I, the point is, there's a lot of great plays in this game. I agree. Dallas Goddard's one of my favorite tight ends. If he goes, uh, pair him up with Jacobs on the other side. But uh, I'm gonna go Las Vegas in this one. I was I was encouraged with what I saw last week. Uh, road win in Denver, so it seems like they're starting to get back on track uh, and they're playing for this coach. So uh, Philly to me. Still somewhat of a fraud. Uh, I think Vegas uh, wins this one uh, pretty easily. So next game, we start getting into all the big spreads now, guys. We got Detroit 
uh, and the Rams, uh, 15 and a half on the spread here for the Rams, 50 and a half on the total. Uh, obviously, a lot of narratives in this game. Uh, Matthew Stafford against his former team, uh, Jared Goff against his former coach here. I'm locking into my pick right now. I think the Rams absolutely dismantle uh, this Detroit team. I mean, who knows Jared Goff better than Sean McVay? So the defense will be on point. I think Stafford is going to have a field day here. Uh, Daryl Henderson going to be very popular in DFS for good reason. Uh, best matchup you can draw up here. Cup's been amazing. I think Woods bounces back. So, uh, Derek, we'll stay with you here. Uh, it, it's hard to go wrong with the Rams. Team total at almost 33 points. Uh, but I really like going to Matthew Stafford here. Uh, almost leverage off of Henderson. Not that Henderson's a bad play, uh, but in tournaments, I really like this passing game here against Detroit. Yeah, I mean, I'd usually shy away from uh, a 15-point favorite at home. Uh, but we saw last week, I mean, the Rams, they were up by like 20-something points, and they were still throwing the ball, um, you know, late in the second half. I think Cup got a couple touchdowns. Stafford had not, had a pretty big game. But, uh, yeah, I like Henderson as well. You can pair him up with the defense. Uh, Henderson played 81% of the snaps last week, so he's uh, kind of a workhorse role there. Pretty good price point as well. Good matchup for everyone. I mean, you can play – uh, all these guys, I don't mind taking the passing route uh, with Stafford Cub Woods or, uh, you know, taking the, the correlation play and going with Henderson in the defense. And, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to expect from Detroit, but um, they're going to be playing from behind. Maybe they can get some garbage time production. Uh, Amon Ra, Ray St. Brown um, was kind of my favorite value play last week. Did nothing the first three quarters. Ended up having a pretty nice fourth quarter. I'll probably go back to the well there. Um, uh, we've seen big receiving outings from Swift. So there's some, certainly some interesting options. If you do think the game's going to you know, end up being a shootout, I don't know what to do, uh, for my betting pick, ah, man, it feels like they Ram should smash, but I mean, that's a lot of points. So I'll just take, uh, I'll take the over. All right. Over. So chop again, my worries with Detroit are, are Sean McVay knows Jared Goff. He, he's going to be able to design the defense to, to shut this guy down. So it kind of drags the whole offense down with him. Uh, Hawkinson, it was good to see him bounce back and get a bunch of targets last week. But uh, this is all Rams for me. I, I think there's a lot of ways that you can attack this game. So uh, what do you got here? Any faith in the Lions uh, and your favorite bet out of this game? What if he knows Jared Goff so well that they're good friends and he just lets him push it in the end zone a couple times to make him feel good because he knows he's already going to win. So what if it backfires on us and he gives, and he gives Jared Goff, what if he does, it puts a defense out there that, that he knows Jared Goff can attack just to make him feel good about him. Yeah, you never know. You never Are they know. good friends? I, mean, I thought they ended on pretty bad terms. Did they? Honestly, oh, I thought that. they were good so. friends for a while. I mean, he would whisper the coverage in his ear and, and during the game. So, I mean, I'm sure they, were, they had a good relationship for a while. But, yeah, maybe it ended poorly. But, yeah, I just – I mean, I could see DeAndre Swift getting like 10 targets in the fourth quarter in pure catch-up mode. So, even though you get a team like Detroit that looks terrible on paper, you just never can d discount things like that. Swift catching a bunch of dump-offs in garbage time. Amon Ross St. Brown in garbage time. It's all in play. Uh, the Rams, they're all in play, too. In, in order to build up a big lead to get garbage time, it's going to come on the back of Stafford and Cup and Woods and whoever he decides to target. And then once we get to the blowout, then we start seeing Henderson take over a little more. So they're all in play, just like last week against the Giants. You know, everybody's in play uh, for the Rams. So for my pick, I just – man – I just failed to see how, unless there's garbage time and we get a spread buster, I don't see how Detroit can score enough points to stay within, you know, 17 points or so of, of the Rams. So I'm going to take the Rams here. All right. We've yet to uh, agree on anything. We'll see. We got two games left to uh, not even going to be a parlay here. We'll, we'll maybe a single bet, but uh, let's move on. We got another big spread here. Chicago and Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, big minus 12 and a half point favorites here. Total sitting at 47. Uh, Bears lose a tough one to division rival Green Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay just continues to roll here, Chop. So uh, let's go back to you. Uh, my concern here with Chicago, you know you can't run against Tampa Bay. They want to run the ball. Khalil Herbert's been impressive uh, over the last two weeks. Is this finally a Justin Fields week, Chop? They're going to have to throw the ball. I know it's a low team total here, but – do we finally get some some yards through the air on Justin Fields? Is he viable in DFS, or is this a, a, a steamroll by Tampa Bay here? I don't think Justin Fields 
is viable in DFS until we see it, until we see something, because what he's doing now just isn't, it just isn't cutting it, man. So uh, he did get out and scramble a little more and get some rushing yards for you last week. But uh, otherwise there's something not clicking here. I don't know what it is. I thought he was pretty good at Ohio state, but it's not translating to the bears right now. So I don't think so. And because he's having problems, it's going to bring the whole offense down. So I'm not on Chicago at all here on, on their offensive side of the ball. Tampa is what they are. They're going to Tom Brady's going to throw for his 300 plus yards. Two of those wide receivers are going to have a good game. One of them's going to have a poor game and one of them might even have a really good game. So, take your guess as to which two it is. I'll probably lean Godwin this week with one of the other two, but who knows. Probably bail out on Leonard Fournette this week. He looked he's looked all right, but I don't want him in this particular matchup. I'm going to pin it more to Tampa Bay and because I just like the last game, I don't know how Chicago puts very many points on the board. Like you can pass against Tampa. You can't run, but you can pass against them. Problem is Justin Fields hasn't shown he can pass on anybody. So I don't I don't know if he's gonna be able to do it this week. I think Amazon guy might be here. I think Tampa Bay is I think Tampa Bay is my play here. Are you ordering from Amazon or the wife? No, I get it's probably for me. I get a. Uh, I have a subscribe, you know, the subscribe and save from Amazon. You get like 15% off if you subscribe to things and it comes once every month or two months or three months, how much every recurring you set it up. I get like a box every month of a bunch of stuff, bath salts and just crap like that. So, man, living that high life. Oh, you got to do it, it, man. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. What was the pick here, Chop? I'm going Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay to blow it out. Tampa Bay. I agree with Tampa Bay. I, I, I hate taking these huge spreads, but if you think about teams that will just lay the hammer down and not let up, it's going to be Sean McVay against his former quarterback, and we know Tampa Bay is going to do the same thing. I, I'm with you. I don't know how Chicago musters up enough offense. Yes, their defense is good. I don't think it's good enough to shut this team down enough uh, where they keep this game close. So I think Tampa rolls here, Derek. Uh, it's And the, the passing game to me is the way to go. Uh, mixing and matching. No practice for Antonio Brown today, so something to keep an eye on. Maybe we get a little thinner uh, target tree there, but uh, th- this one to me is all Tampa Bay. Yeah, first pick uh, on the parlay card. Let's get it going. I like Tampa right. Bay as well uh, for all the reasons you guys mentioned. I mean, you can't run against Tampa, and all Chicago wants to do is run the ball. Um, but I do have more interest in fields than you guys, I think, because I think they're going to try to run with Herbert the first couple series. They're not going to get anywhere. They're going to be down 14 nothing. And they're going to have to just, you know, air it out a little bit. He's so cheap. We saw him scramble a little bit. Um, You know, he's only thrown the ball like 20 times or something. Uh, I think we get over that in this one. And he's got some weapons. So uh, maybe pair him up with Robinson, Mooney. They're both so cheap. Uh, You can play him with Fields. You can bring him back with anybody you want from Tampa. So I have a little bit more interest in that. But I do think Tampa Bay rolls. All right, let's wrap it up with the biggest spread of the week. We have Houston traveling to Arizona, which, which is about the biggest mismatch you, you could come up with here. Uh, Houston, we know, just got whooped up on in Indianapolis. Uh, Arizona, an impressive win in Cleveland. I mean, they really put it on the Browns. So, Derek, we'll stay with you. Another huge spread, another big total here. Uh, clearly, the Arizona side is in play. Kyler uh, in a smash spot here. Hopkins, the receivers, the running backs, I think are still in play. Houston, it's generally Brandon Cooks uh, as you're running back. I, I don't see many other options here uh, on this team. But uh, betting-wise, uh, are we betting another big favorite here in this one? 17 and a half, Derek. Oh, man, that's a <laughs> – I didn't like the 15 and a half for the Rams. Um, it's going to be tough uh, for them to cover. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to take the under in this game. I think uh, Arizona obviously is going to build the lead. And then I just don't know if Houston is going to be able to move the ball. They do. It's going to be Brandon Cooks. I mean, he continues to get a ton of targets. I think he's had at least 11 in three of the first six games. So if you do think uh, they're going to score, um, Cooks is the only guy that you would want to target from the Texans. And uh, we pretty much know everything um, from Arizona. You know, Kyler's going to play well. Hopkins, I like Rondell Moore uh, with Mac- Max Williams out. And uh, Zach Ertz is back in. So uh, maybe maybe I don't like Rondell Moore as much. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would love to target a running back in this spot. but. You know, Edmonds is going to have to score from long distance if he's going to get, you know, two or three touchdowns. And I just don't know if that's going to happen. He continues to have good games. But, 
it's just scary with this biggest spread. They could get up uh, kind of similar to the Rams last week and then kind of rest these guys in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I want to like Edmonds, uh, but your points are valid. I want to like Connor because you could see him kind of salt this game away if they are up big and maybe he scores a few touchdowns, uh, but maybe he doesn't and then you're risking a play there. So I, I think on FanDuel, maybe Connor has some some intrigue paired with the Cardinals defense. Uh, Josh Duck, uh, our boy in the chat, brings up the Andre Hopkins revenge game. So I uh, didn't even think of that, but that's a great point, Josh. We appreciate that. Uh, also, there's lots of revenge games this week. There certainly is. So I'm going to go over on this one, Chop. I, I did this when Houston played Buffalo. I said all they need to do is score a touchdown, maybe 10, 14, and the over is an easy number, and they get shut out in that game. So I hope it doesn't happen again. I, I do think they can score some points here against Arizona. Maybe they have to backdoor it. Uh, but rather than that 17 and a half, uh, I'll just hope Houston can do enough uh, and push us over that total. So over for me, Chop. Finish this up. What do you got here, Texans and Cardinals? Yeah, the uh, the reason why Arizona is so good this year, we, their offenses can score points. They've all, We've always known that. Their defense is just sneaky, really good. And they're just they're just playing really well. So uh, because of that, I'm not a big fan of the Houston side here. The Arizona side, I think it will be, you know, kind of laughable here after a couple quarters. And, you know, they already know you're sitting at practice right now. I just you already know. Wow, we're going to blow this team out. I know it's the NFL and we shouldn't be thinking like that, but we're going to blow them out. And this is this is what we're going to be doing. So by the third quarter, we'll, you know, rotate these guys. That's just the way I feel like they're thinking. So. Uh, when you get a mismatch like this, so because of that, I think I don't. I don't think I want Kyler Murray this week. I just think it's capped. There's no shootout potential here. Uh, maybe a running back. I do like DeAndre Hopkins in the revenge game, but what's the upside here? They're going to have to target him all first half, There's relentlessly for him to get there, because I don't think they'll be passing very much in the second half. So uh, I do like some pieces of the receiving core, including Hopkins, the most, but uh, not a huge fan of this game for fantasy. But because that defense is so good, I can I can see it going under like Notorious said, because, you know, you just kind of relax and, and start running the clock out in the late third quarter. I can see it going over because of garbage time and, you know, Davis Mills hitting Brandon Cooks in garbage time to push it over. So I can see both those happening. But for me personally, I'm going to play Arizona here. Just go with another big favorite. One of these big favorites. Two of these big favorites got to get there. So I'll just cover all my bases and take all three of them. I just think there's a legit chance Houston might get shut down and held to like under 10 points this week. And if so, spread would look pretty good to me right in that, in that scenario. All right, chop, you committed to all uh, unders in the afternoon last week, this week committing to all the, the big favorites here. So uh, maybe, maybe these underdogs are going to go on a run here, but uh, uh, Rod J in the chat says JJ Watt revenge too. So yeah, great point there. So uh, more, more intrigue on that Arizona side. Uh, Randy Owens, uh, says great video guys. See you next week when I'm a millionaire, Randy, we're pulling for you, man. I know you've come close, so I uh, would love nothing better. Uh, and then we also had Stafford and golf revenge. We talked about, so, uh, revenge, no doubt. Our only, uh, our only pick guys we agreed on Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half. So uh, I'd love to say bet the house, but, uh, coming off the, the last week and Detroit as our only agreement, uh, I would, I would bet that, but I would, I would tread lightly. So, uh, we will bounce back. I promise you that. So uh, we are the DFS OGs. Appreciate you guys for listening. Guys, any final thoughts here for the people week seven? Noto, let's go to you. Uh, do your guys' kids' school have fall break? Fall I break. Did, I didn't know this was a thing. Uh, you know, he, my little one's in kindergarten, and he's got the whole week of school off. And uh, obviously, wow. I have to watch him the whole time. So, uh, wow. yeah. I, <laughs> He's upstairs by himself. I've already heard like three crashes. He's come down and said he spilled juice <laughs> everywhere. Uh, so I'm excited to see um, what's upstairs right now. But anyway, well, good luck, everybody, this week. Uh, more Better luck to you uh, than, <laughs> than whatever we're all going to need. So, uh, yeah, no, we have like little different breaks, midwinter breaks and, and little long weekends, but uh, never anything like that. So uh, a week, that, that sounds like a lot. Chop, th th do that in Texas. You got, you got them week-long breaks? No, we have spring break and uh, Christmas break. That's the only break they're going to get in the fall. But yeah, I've never heard. I've never heard of that. But yeah, whatever, man. Whatever floats the boat out there. But uh, you know, it's week seven now, and we got we got a lot of stuff going on here: NBA, college, NFL. We even got a little baseball playoff. So 
it's a lot of things going on. It's fun times, but uh, I'm looking forward to maybe catching a groove here and and getting and climbing up that leaderboard, man, on the on the OGs. Yep, I hear you. So make sure you guys go and enter the contest. You see the page right there, fanduelcom slash OG. Very easy to understand. Play now, jump in, reserve a lineup. Uh, you can view the leaderboard right there as well. And again, it's not too late. If you're just jumping in now, only your top 10 scores count. So plenty of time uh, to climb that leaderboard. So thank you again to FanDuel for sponsoring the show. Thank you to you guys for listening. Uh, great interaction from the chat. Uh, as always, always love this hour talking football with you two. Uh, and everybody out there. So thank you for listening. Uh, for Notorious, for Head Shopper, I am Bear Sansalu. Thank you to FanDuel. Get over to FanDuel.com slash OG. Thank you for checking us out this week. Good luck this week, guys, and we'll see you next week.